Imagine if every day, every thought that you had was to improve, expand and enhance your life in a positive way and that you were able to follow through successfully with ease, without doubt, fear or procrastination. Imagine if every action you took was for your future expected success instead from your limiting past. Over the course of several decades, research into the field of human performance have consistently proven the amazing ability that every person has to tap into the human potential. In reality, most people live their lives as underachievers without ever tapping into their full potential. Everybody has a potential to become limitless. My name is Anne-Marie. Welcome to my show, Be You Limitless. Join me every Thursday at 7pm on wellbeingradio.co.uk. Audio for mind, body and soul. So welcome everybody to my show. I'm going to be telling you a little bit about myself so that we can connect together every Thursday at 7pm and really explore how you too can become limitless in your own life. So every week I'll be sharing with you some real life inspirational stories of triumph over adversity from my own to the guests that come in too. We're going to be breaking through the barriers to expand your consciousness and your your access to the highest levels of happiness that you can achieve. We're going to be drawing back the curtains to reveal the landscape that you have total sovereignty over that maybe you don't feel you have access to right at this moment. That's the whole purpose of this show. It's to speak, edit that out. That's the whole purpose of this show. The guests that we have will inspire you with their stories and their steps to how they achieved what they would define as being limitless because each and every one of us is unique and individual and my limitless is not your limitless and so I want to introduce a variety of guests that each have their own success stories and they each have their own levels of what they define as being limitless as I'm sure you do so this is your show too I really do want you to make suggestions about the people that um, can come on this show. And I really (laughs) want to be challenged because I will go out and I will try and get in contact with these people and get them to come on the show so you can ask the questions that allow you to become limitless too. Welcome back, everybody, to wellbeingradio.co.uk, audio for mind, body, and soul. And aren't you just loving the music this evening? I've had the very fortunate opportunity to be in a position where I can pick all the tunes that you hear. And there is a plethora of amazing music from all different genres. I'm pretty much a bit of a jazz girl myself, jazz, blues, soul. I'm really getting into alternative uh, music that's... um, 
how would you call it? I suppose you call it new world music, really. I just really like the, the feel of being uplifted. Um, I use a lot of study music, actually. When I'm creating shows like this or I'm creating new programs, I use a lot of, uh, they're called alpha study alpha wave beats. And they, they work on a subliminal level on your subconscious, actually. And they in, in, inspire you to work for longer because they keep your brainwaves at a level where you can continue being creative longer than normally. Did you know that? Yes, lots of it. You can download it from YouTube. You probably got um, some of those tracks on here as well. I'll have a look and see if I can find something to give you an example of what I'm talking about. But I have to tell you, it's really um, able, it's enabled me to be more consistent and work for longer because one thing I'm going to share with you about me is that I have a blessing and a curse. Hmm, interesting. So my blessing is that I... I suffer with ADHD. My curse is I suffer with ADHD, which means, let me give you an example of what that means. I heard Rory Bremner give a really, really good explanation of what it's like to have ADHD. And this is how he described it. And I would totally agree. He said, it's like having Waterloo Station in your head at 5 p.m. in the evening, rush hour. Now, if you can imagine that, just close your eyes and imagine that you're in Waterloo Station, you're standing in the middle by the clock. Isn't that, isn't that the place where all the lovers meet? They meet under the, the clock of Waterloo Station. How romantic. I digress. Um, so Waterloo Station. Now, you, you, if you imagine Waterloo Station, I think there's 27 platforms. So you've got the trains coming in and out, people coming in and people going home. They, they're doing what they're doing. And then inside the station, you've got all the little kiosks. So there's all those little mini worlds inside the station, people just going about doing their business. And then you've got the bigger shops. And then you've got the through traffic as well. So there's all these different people on different trajectories, but they are all in perfect synchronization because they know exactly what they're doing. And to the naked eye, if you were standing upstairs on the balcony, you might look and think, wow, that looks like chaos. But it's organized chaos. And I think that's how my mind works. I, I don't mind it. I love having so many different thoughts and going off on a tangent. And you'll, you'll learn that about me. I digress in my in my stories because I'm always thinking of the next conversation ahead. But it is a blessing because I also have a tendency not to remember things, which means that throughout my life, you know, some people hold grudges for years and years and years. I don't. Not because I wouldn't want to. Well, I actually wouldn't want to. But before when I was younger and quite naive, it's just because I didn't remember. <laughs> In fact, I saw this chart once um, of star signs and it said um, how long you'd have to wait for forgiveness for each of these star signs. It's quite funny. I don't know if you believe in star signs, but there is some truth in that there are common traits for each star sign because of the time of the year that you were born, etc. You may not believe it, but lots of people do. And it said about these traits of people, um, how long it would take them to forgive you. So I think it said something like, you know, Scorpio and Capricorn, those people that are very, very intense. It takes them years to forgive you. And I think I looked at mine and it said less than an hour, which... <laughs> didn't know if I should be flattered or feel like a fish, you know, with a one second memory. Anyway, that is my blessing and my curse. It's got me to where I am today. It's enabled me to be fearless because of my forgetfulness, but also because I like to be challenged in what I'm doing. I like to see how much more I can achieve for myself, how much more I can push myself to 
um, explore and experience more of life because life is such an amazing gift. And I do believe, as I said in the intro, that humans, many humans go to their grave without really tapping into the true potential of who they really are and what they could really achieve. So what do I do for a living? I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. I'm an EFT practitioner and I'm a life coach. And I work with young people as young as six years old, all the way up to 106 if I can find them. I don't differentiate. I love uh, young people, old people, black people, white people, male, female. I don't care who it is. I just have a passion for helping people realize their own passion, realizing why they were on this planet. That is my passion. And it's a job that I thoroughly love. And it's taken me some years to get here. I've done a, a plethora of jobs. I've been a bus conductor. I've been a bus driver. I've been a tour guide. I've been a teacher. I've been an event manager. I've had so many jobs and none of them lasted more than two years because of my propensity to um, get very bored very quickly. So I'm loving this role that I've been given, this fantastic opportunity to talk to you and connect with you because you are my passion. Every single person in this universe is as different as as can be. Imagine that, all those grains of sand on the beach, that they're all the same. There are as many human beings, but yet each and every one of us is different. Each and every one of us has a different fingerprint, has a different opinion, has a different way of thinking, has a different reality inside their own brain. Have you thought about that? Have you thought? I've had this conversation before about multidimensional universes, and I couldn't quite get my head around it until I worked out that actually, because we are so unique and none of us share the same brain, then we actually do live in a multidimensional universe because each of our realities is different. So there you go. That is one way of looking at it. What do I believe in? I believe in people. I believe in their inherent traits of being good and I love to hear stories of people overcoming their adversity and really recognizing the true brilliance and greatness they have within them that is my passion um how do I do that well I deliver different programs I put on events and I explore every opportunity that I can to do things like this so I'm a public speaker as well I've spoken on you know, on quite a different few platforms and I just speak about my experiences um, because I want to empower people to recognize that they too can be whatever they want to be. And that is going to be the premise of this show. I'll tell you more about that after this. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Really smooth, cool jazz on a summer's evening. There's nothing better, I think, with a nice glass of chilled wine or even just a chilled elderberry. Mm, love that. So the question is, why is it important for you to be limitless? Why am I here? What is, what is driving me to bring this show to you, for me to overcome my own fears, to be on a radio show that I can speak to you personally? What is it that's, that's driving me? Well, I'll tell you what it is. You know, as you grow up and you have all of these role models that you look up to and you kind of have, you know, I remember when I was young, we used to put posters up on our wall. What was up on my wall? John Travolta during the... <laughs> The, during the Greece years, uh, I think I had John Travolta. I think I was a bit more cool than that. I had uh, John Travolta Saturday Night Fever. But they, do they do that anymore? I don't know, young people. My, my children are a lot older, so I'm not sure if young people do that anymore. 
But um, we used to put posters up on our wall and just, you know, dreamily look at them before we go to sleep. And we just have all these dreams of one day I'm going to meet them. Mind you, it was a lot easier then because you could go to pop concerts and you could get backstage and stuff like that. But they were a far off dream. None of it was really reality for us. Um, these people were far removed, these film stars, these pop stars, these, you know, the, they were a different breed to us. We were just the the normal people and they were superstars and, and never the twain showed me. That's how I was brought up. And so my dreams were quite limited when I was younger, except for when I was dreaming. Now, I'd love for you to write in. Uh, you can um, you can write into the email address, which I'm going to give you at the top of the show. But to tell me if you remember the kinds of dreams that you had when you were young. And I, the reason why I ask this is because I distinctly remember having lots of dreams about flying. Did you have those dreams about flying? Oh, my gosh. I can close my eyes and imagine now when I used to soar over the fields where I lived and I used to swoop in and out of the houses and the alleyways. And honestly, I can really put myself in that and remember what it felt like. I knew how to swoop. I knew how to slow down. I knew how to come to a stop. Yeah, it's almost as if I, it, it were yesterday. It's so clear in my mind. And I actually found out that that dream means, if you have the dream of flying, it means that you have high aspirations to achieve, which was, I'm so grateful for, because I actually, from the age of two, I was in children's homes, many, many children's homes, and it was a blessing that I was still able to have such dreams that I could do more, be more, have more, which is what the reason is that I'm here today, because I believe that's true for anybody. You, it doesn't matter how lowly your beginnings are, you can rise to the top of whatever you want to achieve. You just have to train your brain to do it. And I, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to speak to you different ways of how I've managed to do that for myself and how my guests have managed to train their brains too. So the reason why it's important for you to be limitless is because if you're not growing or living then you are actually dying I know we are all dying but there's a difference between growing before you die and just you know living a, a life's existence just being here and I I know many people feel like that but you don't have to there there are so many opportunities and ways that you can start training your mind to to want more to be more to do more and actually making those dreams become a reality that's what we're going to explore. And this is your show. So who do you want to hear from? What kinds of people would inspire you? It, this is the reason, because when I was younger, as I said to you about those pop stars that used to be up there, untouchable, I want to bring people to you that do seem accessible, that they're only the next step on the ladder further than you so that it's more achievable and more accessible for you to believe that you too can become limitless. You know, some of these people that I've spoken to, I've watched them catapult through determination, hard work, focus, application, all of those things. But most of all, a kind of grit, a true grit of believing that they deserve more than their current situation, that they can almost dream their way out of their current situation by just being relentlessly in their pursuit of happiness, it, relentless in their pursuit of success. I know that's how I've been. And I, I, I know as I've been going through my journey, people have looked at me and they've said, oh, 
Anne-Marie, she's, she's got another idea. Oh, she's going to do something else. Oh, but weren't you doing that before? Do, do you have people around you like that? That even when you're trying to grow your dreams as big as they are, that immediately they're ready to say to you, you couldn't do that. Well, where are you going to meet somebody that's going to help you do that? You do. Well, it's time to change your circle. That was one of the reasons. I, ha I have actually written a book. It's called From Fear to Love. Um, and it lists 14 principles that I used in my life to be able to elevate myself out of my situations, some of which have been quite grim in the past. And they are just such such, such simple things. Sometimes we, we try to overanalyze and make things too difficult for ourselves when really there are such simple rules to be happy. And the most simple rule of all, as you know, because it is the title of my show, is to be you. And the reason why I wanted the show to be called that is because um, everything I do has that has that um, name in it, be you. Uh, my programs are called be you. My show is called be you. My event is called be you. Because when I was trying to dream my way out of my situation, I found that the only things that were being offered to me was somebody else's view of success. Unleash the power within become the golden goddess, become your magnificent self, motivate your, all of those things. And I just felt, oh, they sound so grand. They sound such hard work. They sound not like me because that sort of stuff isn't for me. And I really wanted to have something that seemed accessible to me. And that's, I just thought, be, be you, be your authentic self, because then you don't have to try too hard for a start. You don't have to be like anybody else because you're being you. And you start to enjoy yourself, really enjoy the reasons why you were put on this planet. Yeah. Anyway, let's have another song. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Wellbeingradio.co.uk, audio for mind, body, and soul. Sorry that if, there's a, if that was an assault on your ears. <laughs> I just randomly break into songs sometimes. I'm one of those um, shower singers that thinks they sound absolutely amazing. And then I come out of the shower and I wonder where my Adele-style voice is gone. So now we're a little bit more closely acquainted. Did you notice on the um, advertisement, Emma Forbes has now joined us on the radio show. Doesn't she look glamorous? I love that colour yellow. I don't know what colour yellow that is, but it's absolutely gorgeous. I think I'm going to get a summer dress in that very colour to go with my eyes. No, not really. That was a joke. <laughs> okay. So now that we're um, a little bit more familiar with each other, I'm going to probe a little deeper and I'm going to ask you, Who do you think you would be now if you had maintained the fearlessness of youth? Mm. And you know what I mean by that question? When we are young, we are fearless. We jump out of trees. We do all sorts of things that our parents have to cover their eyes. And as we get older, we learn to take on their fears and anxieties and limitations. And that's how we become the same. We become more introverted. We become more reserved. We become less brave. And I wonder, 
what or who you would be or how your life would be if you had maintained that fearlessness of youth. So like, what's your strongest memory of failure and how has that impacted on your life throughout the years? You know, I can remember my first, it wasn't a failure. I, I've always been a bit outgoing and a bit gregarious. I suppose that's because I was in care and I really had to be heard. So um, one of the uh, experiences that I remember is when I was very, very young, I think I was about five years old, and I um, I loved singing, even though you heard me just then, I still loved singing. In fact, my voice was a lot better when I was younger. And I lived in West Worthing in Brighton, um, so I was very noticeable. <laughs> and I heard about this talent show up in the town, and I thought I could win this talent show. I, I, honestly, I had this, like, Annie complex because my name's Anne-Marie, and uh, back then, uh, my name, they used to call me Anne. I really, really do dislike the name Anne. I'm sorry for all those Anne's out there, but I actually truly dislike it. And I remember on my 13th birthday uh, that I found my birth certificate and it said on it, Anne Marie. And I was like, yes, my name is Anne Marie, which now obviously I shortened to Annie. But the other thing I found out at the time, which was a little bit bizarre, was that I'd been having my birthday on the 13th of March every year. And it was through my birth certificate that I actually found out I was born on the 30th of March. So in one, what a difference a day makes. In one day, I'd gone from being an, an introverted, shy, sensitive Pisces to an outgoing, gregarious, don't care Aries, yay! And that's when my life expanded, no, kind of. Um, yeah, so I went to this talent competition and I walked up to the pier and I remember it was in winter because it was cold and it was dark. I don't know what I was doing out at five years old, walking towards... West Worthing Pier to go and appear in a, a talent show, but I did. And I can remember standing in the in the wings and um, the stage was huge and it was very dark. You know, when you get on a big stage and the lights are on you and it's very, very dark. And I saw how dark it was, but I was fearless. And I went on that stage and what I'd actually rehearsed in my bedroom was Roberta Flack killing me softly that's what I'd rehearsed I was going to be this big singing soul diva what I actually went out and sung the first thing that came into my mouth because I was starstruck was oh my gosh I'm so embarrassed to tell you it was in the bleak midwinter it was the current uh, carol song that's how I know it was Christmas. It was a current carol that we were learning at school. Oh, my gosh, I must have looked like such a wally. I didn't win, nonetheless, nevertheless to say. I'm sure you knew that already. But I was fearless, and I've managed to get that fearless back. And I wonder if you can remember where, what was the point of where you stopped being brave and just feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Fantastic book by Susan, Susan Jeffries, Face the Fear and Do It Anyway. And that's what we should all be doing. That's what this show is about. And let me leave you with the thought of what do you think you could have achieved if you'd had no concept of fear, shame, procrastination and guilt? Because these are the killer of dreams and ambitions. And this show is about exploding those things out of the water and exposing the fears, shining a light so that they no longer are fearful. And then you can ask yourself a question because I like to give myself little incentives. As a clinical hypnotherapist, we, we talk about anchoring. We give people an anchor to go back to this good place whenever they're fearful. That's um, a, a very well-known hypnotist, hypnotist, hypnotherapist tool. 
But I like to ask myself certain questions in certain situations that allow me to be fearless. Would you like me to share a couple of them with you? Yes, Anne-Marie, we would. In fact, I've got a sound effect. I could have done that with a sound effect, but I did it with my mouth anyway. <laughs> so the questions that I ask myself when I'm really faced with a, a really big opportunity that all of a sudden that imposter syndrome kicks in or that self-sabotage starts to rear its ugly head. And I just ask myself some questions. I ask myself, what's the worst that could happen versus what's the best that could happen? And that's when I decide to face the fear and do it anyway. And that, my friends, is what I want to leave you with this week, because next week we're going to be going really, really deep into tools and tips and strategies of how you can become bulletproof. Yeah, I think that's the terminology I'm going to use, bulletproof, where we start to think about in certain situations, how can I stop everything, take that time to just give it a different approach? Because that's all it takes, isn't it? Just standing still and actually looking at things through logical eyes rather than emotional eyes and then realising what's the worst that could happen. But more importantly, what's the best that can happen? Because I think it's the best that gives you the fear. But, you know, you, you really don't know until you try it either way. So face the fear and do it anyway. And with that, my lovely, beautiful souls, I'm going to love you and leave you. Really look forward to seeing you next week, Thursday at 7pm on wellbeingradio.co.uk. Audio. Let me hear you for mind, body and soul. Good night. <laughs>